Oh, yes! Welcome back to the Bay Hogan Boys Podcast with me, Josh. And me, Dono. Woo! Dono! Oh my god, that woo is going to sound fucking awful, isn't it? Mate, my computer is lagging like crazy. You're like jumping all over my screen. It's like something from fucking 2002. To be fair, the most of the time while we've been recording this, you've looked like a Habbo Hotel character, so... <laughs> no, that's just my bad haircut. Right, we are a new a new player. A new week, a new player, and a new Dono, eh, Dono? Mate, this player. Talk to me. Before we go through the name, t- get, tell me your initial thoughts, what you thought of him. First, the first word that pops into my brain when I think of him, tall. <laughs> second word, big feet. Third, second word, big feet, one word. Um, third <laughs> word, silk. Oh my God. That was, that would have been the word, silk would have been, if you asked me to, if one of my, if my, one of my first three words would have been word number one, silk. Word number two, tall. Tall wasn't number one. Silk was definitely number one. I just talk just popped out of my mouth out of my mouth as I said that. So tall, silk, and the last one, and the last one would probably be old. <laughs> old. He's an old. Okay. Yeah, because he. Yeah, because yeah, he old man. Um, which we'll talk about a little bit more. The other word I was going to say was effortless. Ooh, great word. That's all I, like I could that. think of when I was watching it. I was trying to, I was thinking, I was like, oh, this, this reminds me of another player. And I was trying to think, and then it, it literally, JJ Okocha, who we did last week, it's very like effortless. And it's just like the talent is just there. It's just, he doesn't need, to, doesn't even need to think about it. No. Um, I'm also going to say before I'd say who the player is, which obviously you'll know because you'll have, you'll be listening to the podcast right now. But I was going to say before the player is, good luck with saying when you do the tell and take the name of his first club. Fuck me. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Okay. Have you, have you seen it? Oof. Um, right, I'll, I'll ramble on a little bit. You practice that one in your head. So in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about mates. How good was Nwankwo <laughs> Kanu? Or just Carnu, either or, mate. Absolute, absolute cult hero, absolute cult. Yeah, and the loved, loved in the northern parts of London and loved in the southern shores of South Sea. What <laughs> a player! What a player! And what a, do you know? Before we start, right? Before we, before we go on today, right? Why I love doing this podcast and why I love doing stuff like this is. My memories of him was I I my memories was my memories of him were not very positive because my dad hates Arsenal so my dad absolutely hates Arsenal right so every time I'm like, oh Canu's coming on he's useless so I remember thinking he's he's he must have been rubbish obviously as I've grown up a little bit got obviously understood football a little bit more I was like oh he's not rubbish but watching it back I was like yeah he really wasn't rubbish he was he was a fucking very good footballer. Yeah, it's one of those things when you're a kid, you see him come off the bench and he replaces Thierry Henry. You're like, oh my God, he's crap. But the <laughs> reality is he's just replacing the, one of the best strikers that ever played in the Premier League. And he's <laughs> not crap. He's just a very different player. Yeah. Would you say the best striker to ever play in the Premier League, Thierry Henry? Just that bit true. Yeah, he, I think easily. Yeah, same. Okay, cool. Cool, God, we got that. Would you say, that. So, sorry, before, before, before we... Before we Carry on. Would you say who would you say is a a better Premier League striker, Kane or Shearer? Um, who is a better footballer? Who would you rather have now in their prime? Um, uh, I actually don't know. I'm going to say Kane, but uh, that feels like that feels like the wrong answer. Recency bias. Yeah. Okay, but he would have. He would have. If he'd stayed, if he'd stayed in the prem, he would have beaten Shearer's record. So maybe that's not. Maybe that's not. That's not the wrong answer. I think I would. I would. I'd rather Harry Kane play for Villa now than Alan Shearer. Yeah, it was actually. It was actually. It was the wrong answer. It was the wrong answer. The right answer was go four four fucking two and stick them both up both up front. That was the right answer, which you could have said, and I don't know why he didn't. Right, Dono, Nwankwo. Talk me through his talk me through his tale of the tape. It's a short one this week. Um he played for quite a few big clubs. So a few of them are probably arguably the biggest clubs in their in their in their countries. So we'll just quickly <laughs> run through them then. So <laughs> the first club, 
arguably the longest name in Nigeria. <laughs> you, right, is it going to butcher this one? You, <laughs> I can't say it. Iwian Wu National. Oh. Would you, do you reckon that's right? Iwanyamu uh, National. It's one of those okay, two. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we've got thousands of uh, Nigerian followers uh, on TikTok now, so if you can if you can let us know what the correct pronunciation for Iwanyamu National is, um, that would be yeah, great. We'd really um, appreciate it. And also confirm if it is, in fact, the biggest club in Nigeria. Um, yeah. It, it, has a great time there. Then he decides, I fancy a bit of the ganja, baby. And he moves <laughs> to arguably yeah. the biggest club in Amsterdam, AFC Ajax. Um, Definitely the biggest. Huge club. He plays for he plays for huge clubs. Um, after a spell at Ajax, goes to arguably, no, I'm not going to say this one, the second biggest club in Milan, Inter Milan. No, yeah, actually, yeah. Well, it's a short-lived spell, we'll say, for now. We'll go into that in depth in a minute. Uh, Makes the switch to North London uh, with the Mighty Gunners, um, who have been accused of giving a bad time recently, so I'm going to be very, very positive about Arsenal moving forward, um, where he probably has his most successful spell, arguably, and then moves to the tiny little minnows of West Bromwich Albion, um, before finishing his professional career at the mighty, arguably the biggest club outside of the Premier League at the moment, Portsmouth. Yeah, the biggest club outside the Premier League, not even arguably. Get them back. They've had a they've had a terrible time of it recently. It's good to see them on the rise, and hopefully we'll see them back in the Premier League very soon. Um, I reckon as soon as they are back in the Premier League, Carney will be knocking on their door for his unpaid wages. <laughs> is it their manager I'm just I'm just quickly googling it now before I say it because I'm pretty convinced it is their manager is the DH gate Jose Mourinho John Massinho <laughs> his name is John Massinho yeah that is the most DH gate manager name in there oh my um, god <laughs> it's like it's, it, it made, you know when like those memes where they like slightly change the name where they put like a mustache on it or something like that it's like him but he just shaved his beard shaved his that's beard got a can of Carlin and England flag tattooed on his arm that's the kind of name that I would give my like my manager on FIFA career mode to be like oh yeah I'll just give it a random name John Moussinho yeah that's perfect <laughs> yeah class isn't it up him as well up the pompey yeah up front and um, right Let's go through some of his some of his honours. So he's won the Eredivisie three times. He's won the Champions League and he came runner-up in the Champions League, which I never actually knew before doing this. Mm. He's, won the, he's won the UEFA Super Cup, the Intercontinental Cup. Fuck knows what that is. He's won the UEFA Cup. He's won the Premier League twice and he was an invincible. He's won the FA Cup three times. He's won the Charity Shield, UEFA Cup runner-up. Uh, he's won the Olympics with Nigeria and he's also won a handful of individual awards including uh, African Footballer of the Year and BBC African Footballer of the Year <laughs> of course right six foot six that's quite tall isn't it yeah I, I I would say that's pretty tall yeah like it's you, and I think you don't usually associate tall players with silk you know Tall silk. Silk, you think of like maybe like a nice scarf or a pair of socks. You don't think of like a, a you don't think of a silk bomber jacket. When I think of silky players, I do think of like elegant players. And I think being tall and elegant, that's silky, isn't it? But who do you think of when you think of silk? Berbatov. Yeah. Ozil. That's who I think of. Ozil's not tall. Ozil. Yeah, pure silk. Um, Isco. Isco's not tall. Mm, okay. All right. That's um, pretty my point here. Zola. Zola, I would say, Crouch. is silk. Zola's not tall. Crouch, I do not think of silk. No? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Wait, sorry. When you say Crouch, do you mean my do you mean my great friend Peter Crouch? 
Oh yeah, of course. Your Peter Crouch, uh, your good friend Peter Crouch, also um, works in the same line of work as we do in podcasting. <laughs> yeah, he small, does. Little small podcast he has. Um, any chance of getting him on here to talk about his friend? Fuck no, fuck no. He's one of our main competitors. Um, right, Kanu. Uh, as much as as much as um, like Iwanyo International are a huge club. And we would love to deep dive into everything that they've done. Their name is literally too like I can't say it, and you can't say it. So we're just gonna we're just gonna go. He scores fifteen goals in twenty five games for him. Well done. And he shows and he and he shows enough that other clubs want him. Right, going to Ajax in terms of a career trajectory might be the best move that you can make. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like if you're someone coming in from another continent, I feel like Ajax could be the if you're good could be the best move you can make because you are going to play for the you are going to play for the biggest club in your country. You're going to play for a huge club with a huge amount of pedigree, and as old Carney found out as well, you might win some major honors. Yeah, and I mean at the time Ajax are like this. I mean. At the time, they haven't won the Champions League for like tw- I think it's like twenty years, but yeah. they're still a force to be reckoned with in Europe. So I mean, it's a di- it's a bit of a different situation as if you were to join Ajax now. If I, I feel like if you join Ajax now, you're kind of putting yourself in the shop window to other European teams, whereas back then you are joining a club that has like a, a as they do now, like a philosophy and a way of playing, but. they're they're not they're not you're not it's not like a stepping stone it's not like a feeder club no you i agree and i'm just gonna just as as, i actually looked this up earlier but i couldn't remember some of the names and obviously that ajax side that won the champions league is a great side right but listen to some of the players he played with van der sar van der sar was a goalkeeper frank de boer danny blind ronald de boer okay uh edgar davids Chelsea legend Winston Bogard, Yari Lippmannum, Mark Overmars, Patrick Cliver, Frank Rijkaard, Clarence Seydorf, Kiki Masampa. Do you remember Kiki Masampa? <laughs> Went to Man City. Went to um, Man City. He played with John van der Brom, <laughs> which I think is English for John from the Brom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he... And... Um, I feel like a player that always I, I always see and I feel like I never actually know anything about him, but I always see him. Michael Reiser, uh, Michael Reisiger, who played for Bas, he played for Barca, PSV, but he played for Middlesbrough for a little bit. Played for Ajax, Barca, Milan, PSV, and Middlesbrough for just for like a little while. And he's also the Holland under twenty one manager. But what a side! And and let's have it right. Kanu like Kanu doesn't. He kind of fits in at this side. He's not out of place, is he? No, no. He's very much a, a I say, he's a, a cultured footballer. He can he can play. He's he's quite a good. For, for if you look at some of those players, he's a great he's a great player to have like spearheading that that midfield. Oh, sorry, not that's not spearheading the midfield, but like spearheading the attack with that midfield behind him, like someone that can hold the ball up, play a pass, let players run in behind. He's he's. Yeah, he's a he's a perfect player. Yeah, agreed. He um he he actually probably has as well his most prolific time while he's there. Um while he is at Ajax, he scores um he scores on average more or less a goal every game, which is I mean pretty I mean it's good going. It's it's not quite that, but it's more or less a goal every game. Uh, he gets 25 and 54. But again, part of the reason that we did this podcast in the first place was not just was to go back and think about oh actually how good were these players but to talk about how stats in football will never get across how good someone is and this is why I, if you've listened if you haven't listened to the week in football listen to it because I, I go on a bit of a rant um but stats will never show you how good it is Kanu doesn't score 100 league goals in his career he finishes career he finishes his career with 98 league goals right for someone whose career last goes spans over 20 years Right, which in theory you think a striker that scores on average less than five or f- around five goals a season can't be that great. But Kanu was class, and stats just don't get across how class he was. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying, and I I know we go through underrated, overrated at the end. We're not going to say he's a world class player because I don't. I think we can kind of agree that he's not a world class player. He was a very very good footballer. He was not a world class player, but. 
he's not he's a class player he's in that type he's in that list of players that would go to the majority of big clubs would take him now in their side wouldn't they yeah you think so but he's like he's one of those players that i wonder is he going out of the game a little they're the kind of players that are kind of going out of the game a little bit the ones that they're like i'd say he's a bit of a maverick would you say he's a bit of a maverick like yeah, I'd agree 100%. It's just 100%. the way he plays football. It's like, <laughs> a kind of like, when I, I think I said it, I'm pretty sure I said it last week about Akocha. Like if he went to a big club and had to play in like a, like a particular system where his job was like, li- he had a very limited role, you kind of losing everything that he's got. Like say his, his main, like mainly was like hold up play and stuff like that. You'd be like, Ah, uh, but he's he's better than that. It's like you want to see him on the ball, rolling past players, just doing like his little flicks and tricks. Like, uh, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, he's not world class, but he does have world class moments. Yeah, I think the dif- the difference between him and Akotcha is he played for bigger clubs than Akotcha. Yeah, he wasn't, a, but he played for bigger clubs than Akotcha. But his appearances for those clubs are probably less than what Akotcha's are. But I also think Akotcha's definitely a more skillful, more more of an entertainer than Kanu was. Kanu was an entertainer, but more of an entertainer. But I feel like if I were if I were in a game and I wanted to chuck someone on for half an hour to try and make a difference, I would probably chuck on Kanu ahead of chucking on a Kocha. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think he because I think, sorry, yeah, go, on. go on. No, no, that's no, all right. No, no, you go, go on, on, no, go on. No, no, I was just gonna say he does actually he he does become a bit of a super sub, doesn't he? Um, yeah, but we'll get into that. Yeah, he when he when he makes his move to arguably, arguably, the biggest place to hold weapons in London. Um, he does <laughs> he does come off the bench quite a lot. Um, so he scores. So he scores. Like I said, nearly one in two in Ajax. Plays in a brilliant side that win the Champions League in nineteen ninety five. And I never knew went back to the final the following year. That is unbelievable. Yeah, and 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 by the looks of it, kept a lot of the players as well. Which you would you would assume like a, a club like Ajax now, if they, like they did when they got to the the semi final of the Champions League, have their team like decimated. But they don't. They go back with pretty much the same side and just lose out just lose out on penalties to Juventus. Imagine if they'd gone on to win it back to back. That would have been incredible. Be, that there would be there would be quite a little bit of tea and smoke going on in uh, in Amsterdam after that, wouldn't there? A few Heineken hey. land. Yeah, there would be a few Heinekens and a few spliffs smoked after that. Um yeah, I that Ajax side as well, that ju- I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent again, but that Ajax side might be my favourite non- Man United side ever. I oh, fuck. I love them. I reckon. Fucking I reckon. Hell. Yeah, genuinely. I reckon. I watch all of their Champions League games, the highlights, three to four times a year. All of them. What from that '95 season? No, not from the '95. No, no, no. The no, the one you mentioned, the the semi final season when they went out to Spurs. Oh yeah, yeah. They were the neutral savers, weren't they? I wanted them to beat Spurs so bad. Yeah, same. And I wanted him to beat Liverpool so bad, but they were so good to watch. Their manager, whatever happened to him? Did he ever go on and do anything? Or Is he that bold geezer that bucks that's at Man United now that everyone wants sacked? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Um how's that going for him? Uh not bad. Um so Anyway, after the ninety six after the ninety six season, he goes, "Look, I'm bored of getting to Champions League finals. Why don't you take me to a different club with the means I can get into UEFA Cup finals and probably win them with them. So he takes, so he um, makes a five million pound move to Inter Milan, right? That's not a lot of money for a two times Champions League finalist, is it? Mate, I, 1995, five million is probably like, like 500 million or something, but he's probably represented quite a lot more. I reckon 40. You reckon? Mate, it's like, what, it's nearly 30 years ago. Yeah, I reckon it's about 40. That's a bargain. Have you never heard point. anyone's old Argo bus ticket? £2.10 they are now. <laughs> 40p when all he was getting the bus. Or do you know what I mean? Like that type of shit. So Could get a taxi from Old Town for two shillings. Oh, it's a bargain. Yeah, all right, Dad. Yeah, fucking hell. Not now. 35 quid to go two and a half miles. Um, <laughs> but he moves, but he goes, he, he moves to Winter, which like I said, was a big deal at the time. Um, and this is where his, sort of the, the, the start of things not being, well, it doesn't start in a good way. He's injured. 
And then when they do scans, they find a heart defect on him. So the heart defect keeps him out. The heart defect keeps him out until March, April, the following year. So he's out for the majority of a season. He misses the majority of the season due to a heart defect. Um, is the is the medical staff working at Inter Milan at the time the same one that was working at Man United when they did the Ruud van Nistelrooy um, medical? Because they, they've got to be picking up on that serious heart defect. You cannot let him sign on that. That's not ideal. That's not worked out too well for them either, has it? The appraisal on Monday, mate. <sighs> yeah, it. Uh, he misses, basically he misses the whole season. Well, he, he does miss. He doesn't play a Serie A game for the whole entire season. Um, it's it, it's disappointing, right? And it's sad, but this is why I was sort of going back to, is he world-class? No, because Inter will be sad. Oh no, we've spent all this money on a player and he's not playing. But then they could just wipe their tears by remembering that Ronaldo's going to turn up. And then they'll be like, oh, I'll be all, oh it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in the squad that they, the, the strikers that he had competing with him are, in reality, sadly, better than him. Like, that, that's just how it is at Inter, isn't it? Like, but I'm, I'm, but like, Carnu, as great as Carnu is, Carnu isn't putting Ronaldo out of place, is he? Nah, not a chance. No. I mean, you look at who else is there. I mean, you've got Jul Kaev playing in behind him. You've got world-class players like Nicolo Ventola. Do you remember him? You've got Jul Kaev playing in behind, Rekaba playing in behind. Um, and he's probably not going to put those type of players out of place. Well, I not even, he's probably not going to. He's not going to put those type of players out of place. Zamorano was there at the same time as well. So it's like, he's not, probably not better than them. No. And this is what makes his eventual move to Arsenal is so impressive, I think. And I think goes to, um, I, I bum him off quite a lot, Arsene Wenger. His eye, his eye for a player is just unreal, man. He's seen him, he's thought, the heart, the heart defect is pretty bad, but fuck it, I know he's good, I'm going to bring him in anyway. Yeah. Arsene Wenger at this period of time as well has got like a bit of a thing about bringing in players like from from Italy, are we, uh, from from Italy or, or from from uh, from different parts that aren't playing and making a good Bergkamp. Bergkamp was in an Inter Milan side, wasn't really playing, and then he brought him over. He brought Henri over from the Juventus side that he wasn't really the the sort of the, the top player that he is now. Brought him over. Vieira was at AC Milan, brought him over. Do you know what I mean? Like he's obviously got it, and the eye for talent is incredible. Um, and he brings Carnu over. I actually watched him. I watched uh, Wenger talk about him on a. A an interview and he was like I, cha- I chased him for a year so he wanted him the whole entire time even when he was even when he he wanted him after the heart defect season but had to wait another year it's incredible isn't it like he, he must know like he must be hearing something or he must know that in a well he, he, Ronaldo in front of him he's probably thinking that's a, there's a player there to be had if we can get him if, if, if we can just fire him up a little bit Maybe Inter would be looking to cut their losses on him. And then, yeah, what a, what a fucking signing this turns out to be. And then they spent just over four million on him, on him which which in that time is probably like 400 million. Or well, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's, um, it, it's a good amount of money for that player. But the weird thing is, is when you look at his, when you look at his like, um, his presentation when he signs, he just signs in a car park. Like he's just in a car park, like holding up an Arsenal shirt. He's wearing a class suit. Yeah, he looks like he's at like he looks like he's at a, a, a hotel on like a service station. Mate, I was literally just having the exact same thought. <laughs> he could literally be outside a Premier Inn. Yeah, or a moto. <laughs> just gone just just gone and spent 20 quid in just gone and put 20 quid in the fruity come out and gone post for a picture because I'm signing for Arsenal I thought like, oh shit <laughs> that photo's in five minutes <laughs> um, <laughs> but he yeah so his time at Inter really unsuccessful partially due, well not partially in the main probably due to his heart but also then to the fact they bought Ronaldo like done Like, but he wins the UEFA Cup also the, the piece of trivia about him he's the only player to have ever won he's the only player to have ever won the Premier League Champions League, the UEFA Cup, and the FA Cup, and have been relegated. So if you haven't heard that one before, 
There you go. He's the only player that's ever happened to. That may have changed in recent years, but I used to use that fact quite a bit five years ago when I was trying to um, make friends with other men and and I didn't make any. Um, so his debut for Arsenal, right? I don't know why I said that, like make friends with other men. That makes it sound like seedy. Mate, I thought you were going to say something really weird, like make friends with children or something like that. So at least you said with other men. That's- Fucking hell. Right, to be, to be fair, it's gone... <laughs> I think out of the options of make friends with other men, with children or with women, women equals pervert. Um, yeah. Children equals nonce. Men just equals yep. just weird. So I'm I'm taking just weird. Yeah, I'm taking just weird big time. Have you ever gone out of your way just to make friends of a man? Nope. It was a complete like, like, oh, It was a complete I love that guy. I, want to be, I really want to be his friend. Mm, I have. Nah, it was... A, Oh, get out of my ass. Right. Yeah, all right, sorry. He, he, um, his debut, right? His debut's a little bit chaotic, right? So he comes on, he, he comes on in the cup, right? Comes on in the cup. Uh, player gets injured. I think, I believe it's Sheffield United they're playing. Game's one all. And a player, a Sheffield United player goes down injured. It is one all. A Sheffield United. Um, and Arsenal knock the ball out. Uh, no, sorry, Sheffield, you knock the ball out. Player gets treatment and stuff like that. So what they do is they take a throw in with the idea they take the throw in and then the ball goes back to the player, the player passes back to the goalkeeper. All right? Carnu had completely different ideas. They take the throw in, Carnu picks up the ball, runs past some players, squares it to Overmars who scores and they win 2-1, right? What Because the ball got knocked out because another player was injured. But this is more to your pro Arsene Wenger um, agenda. Arsenal, Arsenal says afterwards that was not correct at sport, sportsmanship. I don't accept it and I want the game to be replayed. Yeah. Which it did. And then they won in the replay as well. So this is where I think he's really smart. He doesn't... So what he could do, he could do a Bielsa in the game and go, no, that was that was wrong. We shouldn't have scored. We'll let you score. But he doesn't. He's smart enough to let it go to the end of the game and go, do you know what? We'll, play, we'll just play you again. We'll just play you again. Yeah, he knows full well they're going to batter him again. They don't want to play another. They don't want to play another game in the FA Cup. They haven't got the squad depth for it. So he's just like, oh, yeah, we'll just play you again, and we'll just batter you. Or he could have just done the other thing. He could have done. He could have done the John Massinio and just left it. He could have just done it, but he's just a class act, man. But he's a smart. He's a smart guy, man. He knows exactly what he's doing there. Oh, Sheffield United are going to want to turn up for the second game. Yeah, true. Um, true. Fair enough. Um, sorry, got but that's no, fine. No, no, it's fine. No, no, it's fine. It, I think I'm just a little bit thrown off still by you being like, I wanted to be your friends. <laughs> there was like, that was yeah. like, that was like me in year seven with everyone else coming from a different school. Just please be my friend. <laughs> right. Wow. This is like, all right, this isn't the therapy crouch, whatever it's called. This is, that's gone. This has gone into mate. How bad was year seven? Um, <laughs> But something you something you picked up on earlier that we're going to come back with is about the super sub thing, right? So he actually comes out. He is he was formerly a Premier League record holder, but is not anymore. He is the th- he is the player that's come off the bench the third most times in Premier League history. He has come off the bench hundred and eighteen times. That's nuts, isn't it? That's a lot. Imagine those imagine those appearance bonuses. You would be three nil up, right? I actually think my dream. I think I think my dream job would be a player that comes on three nil up every, in the like eighty fifth minute. Train all week, but not really have to work that hard. I'd just go, yeah, I'll just pop on little win bonus, little appearance bonus. Cheers, Gaffer. Yeah, like third choice striker or third choice goalkeeper. Scott Carson's job is my dream job. My genuine dream yeah. job. He has to. All he has to do is he knows he's never going to play. He gets to. He gets to get fit in world-class facilities. He gets to learn off one of the best managers ever. And he will get paid 10 grand a week to be a good bloke. Who signed Scott Carson? Who signed him? People who need a quote. Ages. He must, honestly, he is genuinely on, he's genuinely still there because he's a good bloke. I can't think of any other reason he's there. I've seen a few podcasts with City players, and they've and they and they say about how funny he is as well. I bet he's fucking brilliant in the dressing room. Yeah, he looks funny. so he's his he yeah, looks he, like a funny he guy. 
So he's he's he gets paid ten grand ten grand a week to kick a few balls, make a few catches, and make a few jokes. And with no pressure on the weekend, and he wins the Champions League, and he gets to develop his own coaching abilities. Anyway, Carnu is. I don't feel like Carnu's role is is the dream role. Not quite the same. Um, but like I said, he's he's there with XIX teammate Mark Overmars. He also is. He also stars along our little friend Nicola Anelka at some point as well. Premier League legend Thierry Henry. Like it, it is again. It's it's not the same as the Inter Milan thing, but he's just surrounded by a plethora of talent, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got a nice team to play in. Yeah, but he find like like you said earlier, he finds his place at Arsenal, doesn't he? He he does have the brand of a super sub, but the fans love him. The fans absolutely love Carnu, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. And it, it, I love I love him for like I, I'm trying to obviously if I was an Arsenal fan you I would fucking love him man like when he scores every time he scores he does the fucking gun celebration for the gun yeah. that's <laughs> that is fucking brilliant man can imagine coming off the bench yeah, like oh, please score please score the guns <laughs> please you would would you be doing the guns in the crowd as well I would be everything that's what you want as a fan isn't it? like all you want is someone on the pitch that represents you as 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 a fan and just doing something like that is it makes you so happy. So so like whenever he scored, you'd be buzzing for him. You'd be like, oh, you're such a fucking legend. Yeah. And also it, it doesn't harm him that he comes off the bench and scores against like Spurs, for example. His goal against Spurs, wow, wow, we were. He's made the little touch, the little touch over the defender. The defender is lost, right? But I'm also going to say, what can, the he, what can he do? Luke Young. Oh, mate, how good was legend Luke Young? Mate, Luke Young, and it's it's the he's got the ball. He's flicked it over his head, and Luke Young, he's trying to gain like two feet. He can't get up. You're not tall enough, Luke. He's got his hands by his his hair, his, his hair's <laughs> flopping all over the jubbly. It's gone right over him, and it's just like, oh, get out of the way! I've got to do my gun celebration move. He's doing this. He's he is literally doing the salmon, and he's and like it's but it's undefendable because you get tight to him. What can you do? Get you you got you've got to get tight to him that that close that far away. But if you drop off, he's got even more time to turn. He's made him look about three foot nothing. In that one moment, he's picked the ball. He's tapped it over his head. Look, I was thinking, I've got this. Jumps for it. The ball's the ball's so far over his head. He's embarrassed him. He's also called him a little boy as well while he's done it, isn't he? Yeah, do you know what? As he's gone past, he's definitely just patted him on the back, like nice effort, mate. Yeah, and then just yeah, tucks it away. Maybe next time. Um, but I think the what what he's probably most famous for, definitely in Arsenal folklore, I would say, is "Can you believe it?" Which is the clip. I don't. I still don't know whether I. I listened. I actually listened to it a couple of times. I don't know whether Tyler says "Can you" or "Can you believe it." He says "Can you," and I don't think he even realizes he he said it. Yeah, because what if he, two, if he said it on down? purpose? Yeah, if if he's sorry, we'll, we'll come back to a second. But if he has said, "Can you believe it?" or "Can you believe it?" knowing that Canu is the one that has just done that, he de- like he deserves a knighthood. That is it. That is that's what Peter Drury and I like Peter Drury. That that's like the that's what he would dream of. He was a commentator would have listened to that and gone, "I need to be a." <laughs> commentator now <laughs> that's beautiful it's poet it's, po- it's poetry emotion mate as soon as it leaves his mouth you think what did you yeah no that's 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 amazing that is amazing that's like the gary neville yeah did it's his it? time yeah, no i don't think he did I also think as well, I think a very underrated Gary Neville orgasm is the one when Drogba <laughs> scores the head, header against Bayern Munich. It is so underrated where it's like, Corner comes in, Drogba! <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> he doesn't mean to do it, but he's so good. But anyway, we've got to talk about this. So Chelsea 2, Arsenal 0. All right. Chelsea side, Marcel Desailly, World Cup winning centre-back. An incredible player, right? He's gone. Who's the who's the big fella coming on? Who? Carnu? Oh, okay. So, oh, six foot six. Yeah, I'll probably be up for a bit of a battle with him. A few headers, maybe leave a couple on him, leave his elbows on him. And you thought wrong, Marcel. You silly, silly Billy. All right, you are wrong. 
what is happening is Canu is going to take you and that fucking weasel Raymond Van der Goeia to the fucking shops. That's what's going to happen. Right. First goal. Yeah, goal. I think the first goal, goal. Good goal. Acceptable? Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to add? The second goal. The second goal. The touch is immaculate, right? The Some touch is genuinely... Oh, silk immaculateness. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe the intelligence to, to knock the ball out wide as wide as he does to then come back and finish is... is I would literally watch it and went, oh, as he did it, like genuinely, not even like fake, like, oh, we do a podcast. So this needs to be me hyping up my reaction stuff. I genuinely watched it and went, oh, because it yeah. is, the touch is so class. All right. Then third goal. Third goal is a, third goal is a mix of effort, being tall and silk. And greed. And greed. You would if he missed that, you'd be. Oh my god. Yeah. You would be. Yeah, you would it's one of those where you're playing clubs and like, square it. (laughs) And the baby hits one, the baby shoots. Yeah. And you're still fuming that you didn't pass it. It's gone and you're like, you still shouldn't have scored. You still should have passed that. That was that was silly. But great goal. Mate, do you remember? Do you remember the video where Kaka turns up for a random five aside and the guy's like, Kaka, 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 cut back. <laughs> it is that, isn't it? <laughs> but, to be fair, Matey is in, is in loads of space. But Yeah, but Kaka. it's fucking Kaka. <laughs> yeah, um, but if Kaka hits it off the post, you go, you should have squared that. <laughs> no, you don't, because Kaka goes, shut the fuck up. I'm on the Ballon d'Or and you're playing in the cages, mate. <laughs> um, but anyway... Back to the original point. So that, so basically, I think it's Frank LeBeouf tries to like clear it. Hanu gets in the way of it, blocks it. But then keep the ball somehow stays in play. And then there's a little touch to get round him. And then what the fuck is the goalie doing? Keepers in no man's land. Oh. He's absolutely shut himself there. His heart has sunk at yeah. that moment. He's gone, ah, fuck. I fucked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Or fucking hell, man. <laughs> oh, there it is. 37 minutes in. The it's first reference the... to the fucking hell, man. I'm finished. <laughs> it's, it's not the week. It's not in the week in football. So we've got one part of that. But anyway, the keeper is gone. Oh, fuck. Like, and then he's tried to like dive out. He's in absolute no man's land. And Kanu's taken the lovely silky little touch, right? Just to take it around him. And then, and then he's taken the lovely little finish. There is a picture, and I will see if I can find it, and we can clip it into this. There's a picture of him as his big, massive size 15 boots are <laughs> curling the ball around, and you can see him in his face like surprised as he's curling it at an awkward height that defenders can't get into the back of the net. And then it's, can you believe it? No, we fucking can, Nwanku, you or Nwankwo, you absolute legend. What a Off goal. the bench. Hat-trick. Imagine Wenger's, Wenger's ass crashing that going, oh shit, uh, turn you down. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Henri is on the pitch. Uh, Overmars on the pitch. Oh shit. Canu! Uh, uh, <laughs> Straight over. Canu, uh, can you uh, play, uh, score these three goals? And he's there like, yeah, boss, no bother. Straight on, three <laughs> goals. And then you st- and then you start bumming him off a little bit more, mate. It's it's he's not a kind of player that comes off the bench to score three goals either. That's what makes it so good. Like he comes. I don't on think he's and ever three scored goals. three goals in a game. Other than that, nah, the only he's not a hat trick. He's career. not a hat trick striker, is he? But to, to do it against Chelsea when you're two 0 down, it's fuck the, the third goal as well to win the game. It's big dick energy, quality, man. Proper is the but definition kind of player. It's just like, ah, uh, well, it is a hat trick. It's just, it's just one of them. Like, he's not yeah. that fussed about it. Really, here come the guns. Here come the guns. Yeah. Do you reckon? I don't think he gun celebrated when it was like a draw, like a goal to draw or anything like that. But anyway, mm, probably who knows? Not. Probably not. Who we'll knows? have to find out. Um. Yeah. So, Kanu, if you are listening, like, please get in touch and let us know. Um. Right, he. We spoke about the goal against Spurs. Spoke about the goal against Chelsea. His Arsenal career then starts to dwindle, but I do feel like there is, there's like, 
maybe what football doesn't have as much now and had then is top sides had four strikers and four yeah. good strikers, right? Arsenal had Burkamp, Henri, Wiltor, and Kanu, really for the majority of that time. Um, and there would have been like Anelka would have been in there and Davos Suka would have been in there and people would have come in and out and whatever. Whilst you're talking about Davos Suka, the, the pass he plays to Kanu, I think it's for the third goal. What the fuck is that? Have you seen it? Yeah, it's a hot, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the one before he gets the block on. Fuck me. All right, sorry, carry on. I think he's not. I think Davos, I think Davos Suka is a top strikers. We're not including him. I think Davos Suka is a Ballon d'Or winner, by the way. No, I'm, I'm pretty convinced he's won the Ballon d'Or. Dav, I'm Googling it now. He's won the Balloon d'Or. He hasn't won the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Mate, I'm pretty convinced he has. Uh, he came second in the Ballon In fact, he came second in the Ballon d'Or the year, that year, 1999. That goal was, that season was in the 2000 season. That's pretty impressive because second place is, is pretty good, but also second place is last place. So he's, in, he's one of the many Ballon d'Ors as Sammy Parkin has. So congratulations, Davo. <laughs> um, but then his, his career sort of starts to dwindle. Not, not dwindle, sorry, but he he understands his role. What I kind of like about him is I feel like he wouldn't kick off. Everyone speaks about him, says they love him. Lee Dixon says in one of his interviews, it took me eleven we it took me eleven years to get loved here, and it's taken him two weeks. Like it <laughs> seems that he's like even when he, when I watch videos of Kanu, I was like smiling earlier while I was like listening to him talk. I was like, you look like a really nice guy. Um, <laughs> obviously great, obviously great around the club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, he nearly goes in two thousand and one. Fulham bids seven million for him. He says, I think that's it. I think at the time, you probably think seven million then is what, 700 million now? So you would probably say, probably could have gone. I don't know. But if he didn't, if he did go, he wouldn't have been an invincible and he is an invincible. Although he did only play uh, 10 times. Oh, still more than that. That pathetic little loser, Martin Keown, played. But if I speak, I will be in big trouble. How many times did Keown play? I don't know. I want to say it's like, fuck all. It's not a lot. Because I remember Simon I, I remember Simon Jordan called him out on it. Um, it's not a lot. Do you know he's from... Oh, mate, he's from Oxford as well. Jesus. I never knew that. Fucking hell, Keown. The Invincible. Yeah, he played 10 times as well. Played 10 times as well. All oh, right, probably played more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man! Wait, 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 wait. Let's wait. Let's find something that Kanu's better than Matt. Yeah, he scored no goals. Kanu scored one goal. So fuck you, Keown. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then he makes the uh, he makes the decision to go to um, arguably the biggest club in the Midlands um, in West Brom. Spends two years there. Let's brush over this quite quickly, right? Because you don't want to talk about West Brom. I don't want to talk about West Brom. All right. Spends two years there. He he. Get, what I quite like though about his time there is he signs a one year deal and then gets to sign another one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I rate that. Um, he's he's he misses the biggest sitter arguably in Premier League history while at West Brom. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's so bad. This is where the size fifteens come into play. Yeah, he's, he's got to have the biggest feet in Premier League history. They're fucking massive. He didn't put his boots on that day. He put he put wooden crogs crogs on wooden clogs on. <laughs> yeah, he um, from Amsterdam. Yeah, his, his boots are fuck. His boots are fucking massive, and his miss is fucking awful. And I hope we clip this up because Canu, we love you, but this miss is an absolute shambles. Um, and you know when you say, "Oh, I would have scored that," I actually probably would have scored that. Um, and anyway, so we, first season, they first season's a huge success because it's the season that West Brom are bottom in at Christmas, but stay up. Second season, they get relegated. See ya. Premier League does not miss West Brom, by the way. Do not miss West Brom in any way, shape or form. I'm glad they are gone. They are such a shit, they're such a shit addition to the Premier League, I think. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really a fan. Same, same goes for Wolves. Mm, I think I'd rather Wolves than, at least Wolves had like, like, go on, Ruben Neves and Traore. Do you know what I mean? Like play, no, 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 but no, but do you know what I mean? Like players that had a bit about them and were a bit better. Who's who would you like? Oh, who's who? Would, who are the greatest players in who played for West Brom in the Premier League? Chris Brunt, Jonathan Greenan. Well, Johnny Evans is probably their best player, but but do you know what I mean? Like those type of players aren't someone you go, wow. Jonathan Greenan, by the way, won the treble. Lukaku. So. Yeah, I know that's mental, isn't it? Lukaku was there for Lukaku was there alone. Still, 
still talking about United at the one on the last game of the season. Let's not forget that one. Yeah, well done. Right, anyway, um, so that happens. Right, then, then he signs, he signs a, um, he signs for Portsmouth, right? And what I love so much is the longest stint of his career is at Portsmouth, right? All right? Yeah. I lived in Portsmouth, right? I went to uni in Portsmouth. I absolutely love Portsmouth. I actually go, I go to Portsmouth, I would say, once every six to nine months by myself because I love going to Portsmouth, right? Because I, 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 I love the whole place. But if I was a Premier League footballer who had lived in Milan, who had lived in London, who had lived in Amsterdam, I would, I would think, right, I've just done a stint in West Brom. Let's go and move to somewhere like where I can enjoy my riches. I wouldn't move to Fratton. I wouldn't move to I wouldn't move to Fratton, no. I don't think. Um but Rednap Rednap signs him on a trial initially, scores two goals in a trial, then he comes on for his debut, scores two goals in his debut. He's probably thinking, fucking hell, who's this bloke then? Um and this is again where he signs a one year he signs a one year contract. Um he signs a one year contract at uh Portsmouth, scores ten goals in his first season, and then sort of continues to get contrast on that because he's an integral part of that side. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not a bad signing for a team that around at the time were just above relegation, weren't they? They did just, just survive relegation, I think, in the first season. And then they start to kick on with Redknapp. He's quite a good option to have off the bench, as we've seen previously. Not necessarily someone you want leading the line, but yeah, he's a, he's a good option, especially on a one-year deal. There's also some mad things that happen in his time there, right? And, and we'll, we'll talk about the obvious one in a minute, but he plays at Fratton Park up front with Peter Crouch as a starting two while Portsmouth are playing AC Milan at Fratton Park. What, Unreal. how, that must be one of the most like unreal, like the most mental things ever. Peter Crouch is a great footballer, right? Peter Crouch was a was a great player and underrated. But Crouch and Carnu starting up front for Portsmouth at Fratton Park playing against Ronaldinho at the fuck at fucking Fratton Park is nuts, isn't it? Like actually yeah, nuts. Yeah, that was that was sick. I remember that time quite like vividly. Like, I remember thinking, just as like just as a football fan, absolutely loving the idea of of Ronaldinho playing at Portsmouth. Because I remember I don't I can't remember if Ronaldinho scores or if he hits the bar with a free yeah, kick. He scores a free kick. He scores a free kick. Yeah. And I remember watching that and being like I would love to have been in that game to watch Ronaldinho play. Yeah. I would love to have gone down Albert Road and Southsea for a few pints after that and be being like, mate, do you remember when we saw fucking Ronaldinho at Fratton Park? Um, but um, that was one of the weird parts. I think like that Portsmouth side is such a weird mix of players because there's some like, because like, there are some great players there, right? Peter Crouch, maybe not great in terms of like, like the great greats, but Peter Crouch is there at one point. Defoe's there at one point. Like Sol Campbell was there. David James, who I would all say are all not like legends in the sense of they're unbelievable, all Premier League legends, I would say. But then there's like Sean Davis. Sean Davis, who I don't think Sean Davis ever scored a bad goal. Did Sean Davis ever score a bad goal? Matty Taylor. Matty Taylor, I don't think ever scored a bad goal. But then there's like heroes like Herman Harideson. I would love Herman. I would love to know what Herman Horidison is like. Glenn Johnson was there. Sylvan Distan was there. Do you know what I mean? That port that port side was so weird because it was so good and also not great. They were so fucking frustrating to play against. I remember whenever we played, whenever Villa played Portsmouth when Redknapp was manager, I want to say they beat us every single time. They were fucking infuriating to play against because they were like one of these teams where you, you you would ex, you expect to beat them, but you just never beat them. They were fuck, they were so annoying. They had so many good players in a team that you just look at it and you think mm, it's, it's, it's all right. But then you'd have Muntari, for example, to just absolutely run oh. the show and just just tell. I think I think he scored a fucking I think he scored a hat trick against Villa at Villa Park once, and all three goals <laughs> are thunderbolts from outside the box. And I'm being like, what is this? What am I watching? This is not. This is not right. This should not be happening. Yeah, no that that Pompey that Pompey side were a force to reckon with. Mate, I'm, gonna, right, I'm just going to give you some weird statistics, right? Just so Lasana Diara went from Portsmouth to Real Madrid, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is fucking mental enough, right? But here's a weird thing for you, right? So 
the players he played more than five games with, the most points per game he got were, was Lasana Diara. Lasana Diara, he won. He won. Uh, his points per game was two point two five out of twelve games, so he was pretty consistent, right? The next one is David Thompson. <laughs> that shows you what Portsmouth is like, right? David Thompson paid for Swindon, Coventry, Blackburn, Wigan, Portsmouth, and Bolton, and then retired. Like, like Lazana Diara played. Lazana Diara went on and played for Real Madrid, Chelsea, uh, Paris Saint Germain. Do you know what I mean? Like that was how weird that side was. Um, but he's 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 adored. He's adored, and he's a loved player down there. And the reason for that, the real reasons for it are. Portsmouth win the FA Cup, which is great, right? And he scores in the semi-final against... The smallest club in the West Midlands. The smallest club in the West Midlands, correct. And it's his old club, West Brom. All right, Jeff Horsfield, suck on that. (laughs) Scores against them. Then (laughs) scores the only goal in a 1-0 win in the FA Cup final against arguably the biggest... Club in Wales? Biggest club in South Wales? No, the biggest club in Wales? I don't know. Nah, Swansea are probably bigger, aren't they? He scores against Cardiff. Nah, fuck that. They're not... They're... they're, mm, Nah, not fuck that. That's a good question, actually. Who is the biggest club? Swansea have played... Swansea have... Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. But he scores... Carry on. He's... He scores a winner in the FA Cup final to win the he was to win the the FA Cup for Portsmouth. <laughs> they call him they call him King Carnu. He walks around the pitch with a snapback on that says King on the front of it. All right. <laughs> tell me, tell me there is nothing greater than Carnu's Carnu scoring for Portsmouth in the FA Cup final and wearing a snapback that says King on it. I don't think I can think of anything better. He, someone has pre-made that prior to the game to go, Carno, you must wear this. In the eventuality that you score the winner, you must wear this. I love the thought of him going to the local like print shop where you get like stag do t-shirts made and stuff like that. He's walked in the cup, a couple of days before the FA Cup final. The guy behind the till has spotted him and gone, that's King Carno. King Carno's walked in and gone, hello, mate. Because he speaks like this. Hello, mate. Can I get a plain black um, snapback trucker trucker hat, please? Oh yeah. What do you want? What do you want on that then, Carney? Can I just get King, please? Oh, what, what, what do you want that for? Oh, I just want it just in case we win the FA Cup final and I score the winning goal, so I can wear it in the post-match celebrations and on the bus. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that's not a problem. That will be absolutely free, King. Get up. <laughs> I the only thing I'm going to say that might counter that argument is if you've been to Portsmouth Town Centre, which I have been to <laughs> a few times. There are definitely shops there that sell snapbacks with weed on them, um, with King, with dope, <laughs> with fake Obey and fake Supreme um, things on the front of them. And I have a feeling he may have picked up from one of them. I hope it's your story, but I feel like that could be what happens. Never let a fact get in the way of a good story. That is definitely not what. Good shout. Definitely went. That's exactly what happened. Yep, that's exactly what happened. So anyway, he. um, I can't believe his first his first goal of the season afterwards was at Fratton Park to fucking slot one home against AC Milan as well. (laughs) That is just fucking amazing, isn't it? He's won the FA Cup. He's gone. Oh, I've had to wait a little while for another goal. Um, Anyone seen that snapback? Worn it to the Fratton Park, worn it to Fratton Park when AC Milan roll into town, and then he's fucking slotted his first goal of the season against AC Milan. Following on, he's he only just, scores two goals. He's just, he's just there for the big moments. He's like FA Cup, FA Cup semi final against my old club. Fuck it, snap back. FA Cup final against the biggest club in in Wales. Fuck it, snap back. The Italian giants, AC Milan. I don't really fancy scoring goals any other time. Fuck it, snap back. King Carney, unbelievable. That is that is our that's our king. That is our king. Shove your whatever you call. <laughs> that is daddy. <laughs> Shove Charles up your ass, my king's Carney. Um, I'd be interested. I would be interested to know if he's still referred to as King Carney in Portsmouth. He can't. Uh, be I don't know. Next time I go, next time I go, I'll ask just someone I see. What? Just go to the print shop and find out. Yeah, the exact print shop that he did it in. Um, 
So this is where Portsmouth, obviously, right, I'm going to say as well, right, I miss Portsmouth in the Premier League. I wish Portsmouth were back in the Premier League. Agreed. I would love them to come back. It's just my first reckon, thing I'm just going to say before we got to this. Well, do you reckon that's just nostalgia? Because really, yeah. what do you miss about them? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they would have hard-working, hard-working English players mixed with like really old, very good Premier League players mixed in with fuckloads of talent from all over the continent. It was just a cocktail of mentalness. Sulimantari and Lasana Diara, both... Lasana Diara has played for France numerous times. Sulimantari has won the Champions League. Lasana Diara played for Real Madrid, right? And they <laughs> are playing next to... They're playing next to David Thompson... Sean Davis and Gary O'Neill. Like, that's why I love it. Yeah. What is there to not love about? Herman Horidison is playing next to Sol Campbell. Arguably <laughs> one of the greatest centre-backs in the history of Premier League is playing next to Herman. A man called Herman. What is there to not love about that? Glenn Johnson, the breakthrough English right-back, is playing and he's gone, mm, who can I put the ball to? Oh, I'm going to lump it in the box for fucking, I don't know, Aruna Dindan or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it is mental. In fact, right, I'm going to look at someone. Nico Cranchar is being silky in the midfield. Oh. He's gone, right, who's out? Who's out? On, who's out? Um, who can I just drop it back to? Oh, yeah. Linvoy Primus is there. That's why I love <laughs> Portsmouth. All right. Anyway, Portsmouth have loads of financial issues around this era, right? And I think Carnu, Carnu in 2010, <laughs> right? Carnu in 2010 is what? 1976. He's 34 years old, right? He's 34 years old. He gets signed on a three-year contract with the idea that he might become a coach. Who the fuck has done that? A fucking you know idiot. 37-year-old Carney will probably be pretty handy for us in the Premier League because he might go on to be a half-decent coach. What the f- What are you playing at? No wonder they, had, no wonder they went into administration. Yeah. So what happened is when when they went into administration to cut costs, they tried they tried to get Carnu to and six other players to terminate their contract. He was he was expected to leave the he got told to leave the club when he didn't turn up for the first day of training at preseason, and he agreed to leave. Um, but had there was a dispute over unpaid wages, he was owed three million in wages. And then in April 2013, he confirmed that he dropped the case completely, and he didn't take the wages. Which is fair enough. That's quite nice of him. But and that's and that the, the that is why I love idiot. Yeah, the fucking idiot, the club, or the idiots that agree to give him a three-year contract in the first place. What are you playing at? You've put. He shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to leave the club. He really like he, they should honor that contract. To treat him like that, I I I did the exact same thing if I was him. You'd just be like, oh, fuck you. I wouldn't. I'd be like, fuck you lot. I'm taking my three million. I wouldn't give away three million back. No chance. No, yeah. Sorry, it's your fault. Agreed. But it's your... Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe in that context. At this moment in time, if I got offered three million, I'd be kicking off. But maybe if I'm kind of admitted and stuff. Um, But just on his good morality, he also is a goodwill ambassador for UNICEF. And he also has his Kanu Heart Foundation, which is a charity to help people with heart issues. So shout out you, Kanu. Um... Right, that's a, that's that's the part about Carnu done. Let's ask these questions quickly because you need to go for a run and I need to go for a dump. So, um, <laughs> overrated or underrated? Um, <laughs> underrated, I'm going to say. Yeah. But I'd also say just like rated. I'm just going to put my bum back on the fence. Um, yeah, agreed. I, I, but I would say if I had to go with one or the other, I'd say, I'd say he's underrated. What a player, man. Yeah. What a, what a cult figure. I would say if you are an Arsenal fan, overrated, because he got voted the 13th best Arsenal player of all time in 2008. And he's not the 13th best player of Arsenal. 13th. Yeah. Um, Let's have a watch. Higher than Anelka. If you were anyone else, underrated. Because I remember thinking he was useless, but he's not at all. He just doesn't offer, he just doesn't, he doesn't just whack the ball in the back of the net. Next question. Let's say he's leaving Ajax. How, where's he going and how much are they paying? Um, Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea, and I reckon they're going to pay... This is modern day, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, they need a striker. He's just performed in two Champions League final teams. I reckon they're paying... 
80 million for him. 80 million? <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, man. I reckon Chelsea Fuck be 80 million for him. Well, right. I was going to say Tottenham. I was going to say Tottenham on about 40 million. So Why would it be um, 40 million? No, no one's throwing a striker for 40 million now. Yeah, they are. Someone who's someone who's only someone who scored what thirteen and thirty and ten and eighteen he's, is not getting worth eighty million pounds, in my opinion. Nah, he is. He's fucking class. He's going for eighty million. Anyway, um, also by the way, sorry, we didn't mention it. The '96 Olympics. He obviously wins the '96 Olympics with that unbelievable Nigeria um, team with that unbelievable kit. And I need to pause. Right, his goal against Brazil. Wow, wow, we are the little flick and then the absolute leather off it. Number four, the big night tempos on his feet, the big size 16 night tempos on his feet, the little celebration, the gold chain. Unreal. Are you are you okay with are you okay with the number four? Are you alright with that? No. You hate that. But, yeah, it does my head in. Does my head in, but don't but you? It don't is you, what it is. Don't you actually? You really love it, though, don't you? Because if he was wearing the number nine shirt, you'd be like, mm, "That's not quite. That's not quite Carney. Number four. Mm. That's that, that's Carney. Yeah, that is Carney. All right. Um, sorry. One more thing I just written down as we as well here, just to sum up the type of silky player he silky player he is, but also the tall sort of um sort of strong in the air type of player he could be as well. His most combined goal contributions at Portsmouth are with John Utaka who player. is playing sort of as yeah player winger comes on the inside probably a few through balls stuff like that but also Glenn Johnson who's lumping him into the box and he's winning the headers isn't he he was a disgrace for that Portsmouth team he had no right no he didn't right these questions these questions you ready for this yep. questions so question number one is Kanu Nigeria's most ever capped player ooh false Correct. He was he was with eighty six caps until two thousand and twelve, where he was overtaken by by Joseph. But I'm not your average Joe, though. Oh, sorry, I just fired. I don't know if that's come from the thing. Uh, Joseph Yobo. What through the mic? Yeah, honestly, it was a it was a monster. Um, Joseph Yobo, and he's now joint fifth. And you would who do you reckon is Nigeria's current? He still plays for Nigeria. Playing the Premier League. It won't be. Nah, Ahmed Musa. Never heard of him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, who did he play more games with? David James or David Seaman? <sighs> David Seaman. David Seaman, 108. David James, 100. And four. 104. So you're correct. Um. Right, Harry Redknapp once claimed that Carnu was 43 when he joined Portsmouth. <laughs> True. It's actually false. He claimed he was 48. <laughs> he said oh, when he tried fuck. to when he tried to sign him, when he tried to sign him, Tony Adams told him, "Don't do it. He's 48." <laughs> He's lying about his age his whole career. Taribo West did it, didn't he? He came out and admitted he was older than what he was. Apparently, Carnu was like a notorious thing that he was older than what he was. So apparently, yeah, Tony Adams said, don't sign him, he's 48. <laughs> Mate, did you see him trying to run at the end of his career, by the way? Oof. <laughs> um, to be fair, he's maybe 48 now. So if you've seen photos, yeah. he does look a bit older. <laughs> oh, if I speak, I'm <laughs> in big trouble. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Carnu uh, was once robbed on the way to a charity match. True. Yep, true. He was robbed of £10,000 when he went to a charity match in Russia in 2018. And the last question, and the last question, there are, there are a set of porn series that are, are directed around people pretending to be Arsenal players that is called Nawanktoff Kanu <laughs> that you can find on any good porn sites such as Xvideos, Porn, or Tubate. True or not true? You know a lot of porn sites, mate. Um, true? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't. Uh, uh, it's actually, uh, yeah, it's true. Right, that's us. I'm Mate. Dono, needs to go for a run. I might shit myself. <laughs> so, You're really struggling um, there, aren't you? Oh, mate, I'm dancing here. I'm dancing. 
I can't, I've been holding in a fart the whole entire pod and I think it might have come out at one point and I really hope that Neil can hear this. Neil, can you edit this bit out of me talking about my farts or you can keep it in, I don't care. But it is an, it was a, like a proper, um, I heard it a little bit through the headphones and these are noise cancelling. So, um, right. Anyway, that's us. So that was the Mate How Good Was podcast. We love Kanu and we love you. Thank you for listening. If you could give us a like, subscribe, five stars, at MateHGW on TikTok, at MateHGW on Instagram. We love you so much. We'll see you at some point. Maybe not next week, because mm. it's Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Up the beer. Yeah, and up the carno. Right, love you. Yes. Bye. See you later. Bye.